1: Hello friends, I'm your host, Chris Thrall. I'm a former Royal Marines commando. I've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all seven continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-shirt podcast. Darchan, how are you my friend? Oh, I'm good. How are you doing, Chris? Yes. I don't know how you um how you, how you greet a monk. Is there a, is
0: <laughs> oh yeah. So the old Indian tradition of Namaste, you put your hands together. Your of head, but,
1: course. Uh, oh yes. yes namaste. <laughs> namaste. Hey. You approached me about coming on the show. My life more and more is about Eastern philosophy because what I see going on around me in this country, it's, I, it's so far from the truth. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. We've we've wandered so far from the truth that we've actually got ourselves in a very silly, silly situation. A whole nation was willing to be locked in their homes for the best part of two years. A whole nation was willing to just go and undergo certain procedures because the BBC told them to, and people just... They flocked for these things and by this darshan, I mean there's no understanding of Eastern philosophy, which is understand your body that everything starts within everything starts from your diet, your thinking, actually how much you eat, what you eat, in what quantities that you eat, exercise, breathing technique, hot water you know hot hot cold immersion, all these ancient um Techniques, meditation being oh, a big, big yeah, one because yeah. obviously stress is a big part of illness. Yeah. And instead of any of that, the BBC just told people to go down to their local health station, and the people just did it. And when they did it, they turn around and blame the people like myself that are like, "What? Why would you want to do that <laughs> when you can lead, lead a perfectly fit and healthy life?" And, and not just that be happy all the time <laughs> when when everyone is so miserable and so scared.
0: Oh, no. and yeah. It's, uh, if you think about it, it's, uh, <clears throat> a lot of these uh, concepts that you said, they're catching on into the West, the meditation, this, this and that, but they're becoming Westernized as they go into the West. So philosophies around uh, illness, even whether it's meditation, whether it's health, whether it's uh, uh, the type of activities that we do, it's they come to the west then they get titled up and then uh then they become westernized uh because the essential difference if you think about it, lockdown happened all over the world but the mentality uh the mentality of being locked uh down in our mind what do you do when you're at home what do you do when uh society is telling you telling you to be safe in this way that way? Why wasn't anyone thinking outside of the box to say, "Let's do the whole life improvement. Let's do, let's do something to say, okay, the whole world is sitting in the homes. Uh, what should I do myself rather than self-entertain through TV, etc.?" Hmm. It's uh, the cultural shift uh, that happened. If you think about plagues, uh, viruses, they've happened many, many times in the past, uh, but why did? Why did the last lockdown cause a whole shift in the way the world is thinking? It's th- there must be something to say. We didn't identify what was happening for the last ten years, and then all of a sudden, it took a lockdown to make us realize, okay, this is uh, this is how life should be. There should be some sort of emphasis on self-improvement. There should be some sort of emphasis on making sure I've got a decent immune system, rather than just taking medicine all day long. That type of thing. Mm. So these all these things that have been highlighted that's what we're saying that cultural shift uh what lockdown has done for us in terms of identifying it that's that's what yeah we'll try and explore today
1: okay let's take it one step at a time then so what we essentially experienced was mass cultural hypnosis I, I should just say and I'm not having a go at people although you can forgive all of us that fought for freedom. The pain that people tried to put on us was nothing short of criminal, trying to shame us into doing stuff to our families and our children. Can you explain mass cultural hypnosis?
0: So uh, let's talk about the hypnosis, But uh, <clears throat> When I put someone under hypnosis, uh, now we're now we're dealing with the subconscious mind. The conscious mind, We think the conscious mind has got a grip on our life. We think that right now we're thinking what is accurate. We are thinking the actual reality of everything, but really it's coming from a subconscious level, which is oblivious to too many things. Now culture actually stops us needing to think about many things. We just, we just assume that part of things is thought about because everyone else is doing it. We just carry on doing that. So we don't need to acknowledge technically 95% of our lives. So we just run along with certain things. Now, because yeah. uh, because that's running on a subconscious level, that's the hypnosis part. Now mass culture is literally what you think the mass culture is doing, but really and truly, we think they're doing that, but they, uh, everyone is an individual. There's a whole reality that we haven't looked into we're just going with the flow. And that's cultural hypnosis.
1: This whole thing about going along with the crowd and trying to shame people that don't, I think it's...
0: i think. So if you think about uh, the structure has evolved over time as well. Mm. So before, uh, we used to grow up, let's say with our phones and <clears throat> social media, we used to grow up in close proximity of pretty much the people that we would live our whole life with so our cousins would be local friends school food shops everything was local and that's what we used to call the society now our society is it's is heavily digital essentially it's uh, now whoever governs the digital norms or the digital newsfeed, is governing society as we talk uh, your option of breaking away from that your option of uh, having that questioning on the forefront that's a rare it's it's becoming a rare thing to find because one influencer with a million million plus followers has that same level of influence as what uh, what we would say a whole community would need would need to have back in the days so it's uh,
1: do, do you think social media you know these social commentators and and social influencers they have a stronger influence in young people's lives than, than God. Oh, yes. Whatever God is. But uh, to me, that understanding that there's a, that there's a very much, bigger thing here than than that's what, what...
0: what we uh, study in sociology essentially so uh the biggest influence in society before let say before 50 years ago was jesus and then because uh no one ever used to know what someone do what what someone is doing on a day-to-day basis now the fact that we know what certain people are doing on a day-to-day basis at every time of the day makes us rethink what we're doing on on a day-to-day basis every every part of the day on a cross comparison basis, cross comparison, we think we think it's normal. Okay, yeah, let me compare myself to someone else, let me compare myself to someone else, but it actually affects our thought patterns after. So we're doing a cross comparison, but our thinking is lining up to a whole different line, so essentially you're going to lose yourself. You're going to think, oh, why do I think this way? Oh, well, uh, how did I turn out to be like this? All these things, they get lost. Because we're we're so we're so heavy on a cross comparison. Now, if you just think about uh, even before lockdown, uh, we just used to go work and think. Work is meant to be fifty hours a week or whatever it is. Then lockdown came along. Then there was a bit of a change in thinking. Essentially, whatever the whatever the change was, we could do this with every single thing. All it takes is a break. Before you realize, okay, what have I been thinking this whole time? So when I went to be a monk, no phone, uh, no uh, no contact with social media, news, this, this, and that, no newspapers. All of a sudden, it's like, okay, what has been going on? Yeah, When you sit with yourself, your own thoughts are of everyone else's thoughts. So if, if you're living in yourself and all you're thinking about is everyone else's thoughts, who are you as a person? So, yeah, I, I went, through, went through that whole phase of, Having to find myself again, having to think, is there anyone? Is there anyone even living inside of this, or is it just everyone else's faults? So, yeah, there's uh, there's all sorts of uh, there's all sorts of struggles that people are hit with after.
1: Social media, it it's quite an evil, and you know, I hold my hand. Obviously, I use so, uh, but but I I'm I be genuine to people that if i wasn't a content provider or you know i'm also an author and a speaker and i i, I like to think i've got a, a message that supports people who are struggling and and the emails that i get tell me that that's i mean just during the lockdown for example I had a lot a lot of emails after that from people who were uh, let's just say thinking about ending their um their lives and then they yep. came they came across my channel and it and it and it really supported them you know
0: and no, it's it's really good it's like uh when we're listening to you it's like a thought process just unraveling essentially but just on that perspective essentially uh what we could do is we look at how prone we are to external influence that's one question then we look at how strong external influences on uh uh coming inwards so Uh, External influence is really strong. So, external influence, whether it's BBC, social media, is my life governed totally by external influence? We never ask ourselves that because of mass cultural hypnosis. We're we're fine just to run along with it. How governed is my life due to external influence? Now, is that external influence helping me? Is it messing me up? This, this, and that. That's a conversation we could have. But essentially, the root of it is why am I so susceptible? External influence. What 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 happened here? Did I did I never have some wake up call where I should have asked myself, Is that uh, why am I doing what everyone else is doing? Is uh, is that the right thing? Okay, let me uh, let me continue. (laughs) Let me let me have a quick think about this.
1: It's it's bizarre. I mean, my family get upset with me sometimes because I'm on my phone. Okay, and I have to turn around and say, Listen, I'm not scrolling through what my friends are having for dinner. I literally could not care I I don't I don't even check my personal Facebook
0: but you've got a purpose essentially now yeah. imagine imagine if you didn't have a purpose all of a sudden you'll be you'll be scrolling through your feed and someone else is purpose will will start triggering mm. conversation in your own mind if you start doing that it doesn't last long enough for you to act so I would go through social media Within a split second, I'll see someone saying, oh yeah, I want to feed, I want to feed a hundred homeless people, that type of thing. Uh, You might start thinking about it, but it doesn't actually enough because you've already scrolled and found another statement. So you've got loads of tiny bits of influence going in, but nothing is solidifying. Now you've got a solid purpose. A lot of people, if they don't have that solid purpose, that's an instant we know this person is heavily susceptible to external influence, and they're just going to live in that swell of okay small small one liners essentially
1: I just find it all a bit sad you you sit sit at the train station and everyone's just scrolling Mm -hmm. isn't it crazy how we've all become addicted to those endorphins just to scroll 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 but also while you're doing that you're not working on your dreams and what actually will make you happy
0: so that's the conversation that's missing so imagine imagine if i tell someone what's your dreams if that's coming just from what they've seen on social media someone will say yeah i want uh fancy cars this, this and whatever it is back in the days this concept of relationships has gone missing from a lot of people's dreams of having that healthy relationships, having those friend circles, having those joyous moments, having people that you've influenced into better people—that concept of relationships is going—is—is—is is, is, is like a—it's like a foreign concept that's that's coming up in the next gen when you ask them. So, I take on a lot of teenagers. Uh, it's surprising the level of anxiety that a teenager can hit these days. It's. Uh, uh, let's not talk about how many teenagers are going into anxiety. That's a, that's an alarming start, uh, already, but the level to which they could hit anxiety levels, that's, uh, that's crazy. It's uh, it could re it could literally realign the physiology of a person. So just what you were saying on social media, people used to laugh with other people, so if you laugh with other people, that's subconsciously sinking you to the people around you. Now if you're synced with the people around you when you feel sad those other people actually know you feel sad. It's a, it's a syncing mechanism that's been been embedded uh, just through <coughs> through evolution or whatever yeah, yeah, just the way years, humans are made. years and years. So that syncing mechanism social media's got rid of it essentially. There's no syncing mechanism now. You could say that, oh, someone's posting inspirational quotes, they're probably in depression or something like that. That's probably a sign, but you can't sync with people around you. Now, that informal support structure was heavy amongst everyone. There was a lot of support just by being in sync with those people around you. Now, because you're not in sync with people around you, it's uh, you're on your own. Now you're fighting a lonely battle. whilst comparing to weak sources of information. <laughs> so the shrimp isn't there. So when something does go wrong, you don't have the internal shrimp. And something is more likely to go wrong because of of how much cross comparison you put onto yourself, how much stress you put onto yourself. And uh, like I said, the level of stress a teenager is hitting. These days, it's, uh, it's unheard of.
1: Yes, I get it i feel for young people i'm a, I'm a qualified youth worker um and i studied that degree because i'm passionate about young people having better options in life than than i did or certainly you know less less anxiety and fear about what the future holds but i also get like a feeling from young people when i when i see the social media there seems to be a real sense of disconnect be- of, of of reality so for example you, you, you've you got a 23 year old uh, let, let's just say and I don't mean this rudely a kid right because I was a kid until I was oh yeah I, st- I still am a kid <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. You, you've got a 23 year old kid writing to for example a 53 year old uh, you know, Marines veteran and they're talking to me like I'm some piece of shit that their opinion is fucking matters <laughs> right? Fair enough. you know somebody has sold them on that kick at some point in their life you know no one has explained look if you don't have something nice to say about someone you don't say anything you never know what someone else is going through so don't be the person that pushes them to suicide even if you disagree with an a, a, an older person remember you don't know the life they've lived, and they've lived longer than you. So show some respect. I mean, this, again, is a very big in the East, isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. It's, uh, like I said, uh, before you used to grow up around a set influence. Now, even if you uh, all live in one house, everyone's influence is separate. So everyone's circle of, of influence is so different that when you're trying to make a family these days, when you're trying to have a sync family, it doesn't work yeah that's why divorce rates in the uk are over 50% mm-hmm. so a couple don't even uh, don't even sync anymore essentially and so it's not about having differences it's about now you're being a different person every few years so the person i got married to because of different influences that we're both taking on we are now two new different people within a year even if you do change you're still sinking throughout that change but now the whole family because everyone's uh, on a different sink i go in as a family therapist and then i find out okay this person's thinking on this wave this person's so let's let's start by fixing this by introducing a single motive for the family a single motive could be, okay, let's save up for a holiday or a single motive could be, okay, let's uh, let's start visiting, or let's start doing these outings. Families are running out of single motives. Yeah. Before, the whole family was a single motive. Mm. So it's... Uh, this yeah, because
1: can... they all spend, you know, a family and three kids are sat in the front room and they're all on their tablets. Yeah,
0: it's... Uh oh influence uh yeah we could we could definitely dig into the, the issues essentially around that it's it's but it does come down to this it's always going to come down to this if the people or the family if there's a bit of a purpose set it will be less susceptible to the external influences but if there's no purpose if there's no if there's no sense of intertwined activity between the family so some sense of mental guidance to where we're going to be going where our future is out our external inferences will shred up anyone's connections
1: this is a great chat and i'd like to have more of these chats with you because this is where the the value in life is you know (laughs) you're going to get more from a chat like this folks than you are playing call of duty (laughs) even though you probably don't think so oh
0: yeah we're gonna have to do a topic on the psychology of uh, dopamine one day
1: yes uh... (laughs) dopamine war um oh. all of it but the last thing i want to ask you i don't judge people over their behavior during the last 3 years even though like i said it has been upsetting we've all lost friendships over it or they just became too painful you've had we've had to witness family members that were so scared by the media that you could sit them down for 6 hours and explain how certain things were not in their best in and, and then the next day they go "Oh yeah i've just been from a been from a thingy majig down at the center and you're like <laughs> i don't judge because i used to be like that you know i mean i was in the military for crying out loud you you point me in that direction and say go and kill i i didn't question it i, I just thought everything in the matrix was that was lo- that was all oh, life right I had an awakening I don't know if I had that in several parts to be honest uh, or just whether it's a culmination of my life experience that there was definitely one seminal moment where I felt the light the light coming into my life and I knew I'd been focusing on the wrong things you know and I and I'd been missing the beauty that was all around me and inside me and, and my personal power and my personal happiness at just being mindful and not not doing anything but but being so being so appreciative of this incredible chance so can people find enlightenment i mean you know did you find it when you were a monk but you didn't have it before <laughs> or did you come from like you know your parents are quite enlightened so they taught you as a kid so you already knew because <laughs> You know i have to like teach my son all the stuff that i didn't get taught the other day we were laying some cement outside and uh he's only you know very small and a, and a leaf blew past and he looked at me and he went oh there goes granddad you know so beautiful that the philosophy of eternal life and understanding you know that we <laughs> you know, life's te- temporary in this this set of molecules but we'll be here forever but this is all stuff I've really had to learn
0: now. Nah, you. Hey, it's uh, a lot of people don't even get on track with seeking uh further enlightenment or seeking for anything more than their day-to-day life essentially. So whatever sparks that seeking attitude in you, whether it's through someone that you're inspired to, whether it's through a hardship season in your life, and then you want to come out of it and start seeking more or whether it's richly just because there's 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 this there's this inner urge to find out what's going on on the inside and really bring out the best in you. So that seeking attitude, once uh, this is a mutual belief amongst every religion, once that seeking attitude comes in, answers start coming in through ten different directions. But it's uh, it's that concept of you know even once uh, like uh, anyone that's gone through the process of being enlightened once they're going to seek further enlightenment to bigger and bigger things in their life. So uh, I grew up uh, with heavy anger issues after, due to situations with my parents. And then uh, once uh, I met a yogi, he helped me clear out my anger. He put me into some, uh, he put me into a state that for some reason after that, I could never get angry at. He didn't, he didn't have to talk to me. He didn't have to do nothing. He just put me into whatever the state that I hit. So that's one enlightenment phase. But, after that, I still had to live life. I still had to come across the next problem. I still had to come across problems trying to control my own mind. So I had to seek another route of enlightenment. This concept of seeking is like keeping a trending topic on your mind. If you know how to do that, all of a sudden, life's answers are going to start throwing <laughs> uh, throwing, throwing mm-hmm. different perspectives at you. Once them different different perspectives start coming to you, your questions become a lot deeper. Right now, a seeker is asking vague questions and getting vague answers. When you start asking the deeper questions, those those enlightenments that come your way, they're going to be experience based. And uh, that's when I was out as a monk, uh, the way I was trained, it would have been. Uh, I would ask I would ask them, okay, so uh, how do you wake up at 12.30 at night and still stay uh, awake for the for the whole day and not even look tired and have more energy than me and eat less than me as well? Uh, I would ask that question. They would just give me an answer. I was saying, okay, I try this. Wake up at 1.30 every day, uh, stay awake for two hours, then do this, this, and that. I will struggle to do that. Then I will go back and ask the yogi, I'm struggling to do this. But they will tell me, what did you learn from that experience? Then just from that self-introspect, uh, mm-hmm. from doing something, changing the question, then going back to whoever to uh, taught me, finding them answers. I think I was doing that whole process at a faster rate. So right now, i do it at a scale rate. I'll just be thinking, OK, uh, right now, I'm thinking about how to be happy in unhappy situations. So that was a trending topic. I wanted to seek enlightenment on how to uh, how to enlighten myself with knowledge on this. Then I'll do some practicals on it. Then I'll uh, then I'll get more questions. Uh, it's like keeping a trending topic, trying to get that, that enlightenment. And all of a sudden, the conversations you're having in your mind become life-changing. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time we're just having dull conversations about other people's thinking in our own mind. We're using up a valuable mental resource on stuff that we shouldn't be using it on. But instead of that, get the seeking attitude. Get get these trending topics. Get the power of questioning working for you, rather than just being wasted away. Essentially,
1: mm. this is the power of the matrix. Uh, I I kind of know a little bit the answer to my own question. I think, and somebody said to me years ago when we were studying our youth work degree, they said, "Chris, the thing about capitalism is it keeps people." just comfortable enough to think that that they're doing okay in life and if you can just keep people comfortable you know that keep them in a house or a flat and there's always just enough food in the fridge maybe not the food they want to eat but it's just enough and they can have one holiday a year so they, they they feel they've had their holiday a year Da, 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 you never hit extreme hardship
0: mm-hmm.
1: do you you know I mean well I mean you 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 maybe do maybe that you have a terrible accident or something but generally yeah, speak- health is
0: health is the one that knocks people off the most so sometimes wealth in certain countries it's not it's not as much of a trending topic uh because it doesn't knock you down hard enough because you've always got enough money to somewhat survive This whole thing that, uh, uh, like you said, you're going into looking into fears about the East as well. There's a 360 about our life. Sometimes one part goes down, but we feel, okay, it's compensated because my relationship's still good. My money's still good, but it doesn't matter about my health at the moment or whatever it is. One part of life goes down and we compensate it. But in the East, we're taught if that one part goes down. Oh, it has a knock-on effect to everything (laughs) whether you realize it or not it has a knock-on effect if your thinking starts becoming weaker it has a knock-on effect to everything if your health becomes weaker it has a knock-on effect to your thinking if your uh, habits of sleeping working if you're stressed with uh, relationships it all has a knock-on effect but because we're not introspecting in our life to make sure everything's all good we just compensate it to say, okay, yeah, but my social life's all good, so my my family life doesn't have to be as as amazing at the moment. So there's all sort of compensating that's going on, but it's like a get by attitude. Uh, the same way you just said, you just got to keep people sweet enough. So yes. just keep them sweet enough that they get by, but really and truly, yeah. When when getting by is not enough, that's when people start asking the bigger questions
1: darshan listen i'd love to chat all day to you i really would it's i i I love finding the answers in life but i want to keep this short so we can get more and more people to to watch it because this is the important stuff um so we'll put your links below so if people want to book you for coaching or 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 therapy counseling um they can do um stay on the line um so i can thank you properly but thank you very much mate Perfect. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, you're welcome. And friends at home, if, if if this made some sense to you and this can help you move your life forward a bit, if you can like and subscribe, click the notification button, you know the score. Massive love. See you soon. Friends, thank you for listening to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Please like, subscribe and share. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Username Chris Thrall. Instagram Chris Thank you.